Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to episode 70 of Real Life Ghost Stories. How you do? We've gotten so many messages lately about you saying that. Oh, I, do I need to stop? No, no, people loving it. Oh, okay. That's it, good. It was sort of this weird thing we started doing when when we got BIM, where we'd say it to her and then it yeah. just... How you do? I know, so weird. <laughs> so weird. So to kick things off this week, we need to thank our newest Patreon subscribers. Are you ready? Uh, yep. We would like to thank Lottie Ballantyne. Coralie. Mo Carey. Sherry Morgan. Ali Skinner. Holly M. Taryn Voorhis Beeman. Cassidy Wolf. Elizabeth. Emma Gray. Marie Sterling. Claire Iona. Joseph F. Murray Third. Shelby. Nick Tarpley. Tammy. Matthew Collins. Desiree not bad Rebecca Kelly Kate Shum which Thank I read you. as scum I'm so glad I didn't read that out Kate Shum people feel like it's some sort of personal vendetta <laughs> yeah. you had against Kate Thank you all so much for being our newest Patreon subscribers we massively appreciate we it we really really do so our film review this week is Brahms The Boy 2 Brahms The Boy 2 was released in 2020 It has 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb and an absolutely outstanding 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you ready for a synopsis? I am. And then I'll vent about Rotten Tomatoes. When a young family moves to the Heelshire's residence, terror strikes when a boy from the family discovers a doll called Brahms that appears to be eerily human. What were your thoughts on this film? (laughs) Yep, that's it. Um, my thoughts on this film was it was not nine percent bad. I beg to differ, but continue. No, it clearly wasn't. It clearly wasn't. If you think about the worst ten percent of films you've seen, it was not in there. Well, continue anyway. Yeah. Um, also, it's made me realise that I actually have some kind of weird trauma to do with dolls because it wasn't scary, but I felt really out of sorts all the way through it. And when we got home, I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle that doll. No, you really couldn't. No, and it was weird because I wasn't particularly scared of the film. But the doll, I just couldn't deal with it and it left me really unsettled. Because we've watched so many films over the last year and a bit where they have been genuinely really upset, really upsetting or really unsettling. Yeah. And then we've had to like watch something nice before we go to bed yeah. or watch some cartoons or something. But you felt like that after this film. Because when I we really got home, did. you were like, oh, I'm not okay after that. No. And I was like, why? It was but it wasn't awful. even it, The thing was, it wasn't the film. It was, it was just, I was just the doll, the doll, the constant images of the doll was just too much 
Too much for me. My brain can handle it. Brahms the doll is genuinely scary. I will give the doll that. The doll is scary. The film was awful. I did not realise Katie Holmes was such a bad actress. The script (laughs) was really bad. Like it was just... They were... They had dialogue in the film that you would never ordinarily have in real life. And it just felt really forced. Let's go on a nature walk! (laughs) Yeah. The dad was really um, overtly chipper throughout the whole thing. And just wasn't very... He wasn't very... He was the worst actor out of all of them, I think. Katie Holmes is very sort of like... She's got two expressions and that's it. Slightly, Slightly scared, happy. And then just scared. Or like negative face. Yeah. The little boy was brilliant. Yeah, really I thought he was really good. Warning, there is a spoiler alert. So, if you don't spoil the film, skip on about five minutes. The minute Brahms physically started to move, I lost all interest in this film. The first boy film, where you never saw Brahms move, but you were under the impression that Brahms moved, was, I mean, that is, I think that's a well done horror trope. You know, the psychology of it. But when you physically see this fucking thing's eyeballs moving, it's like, oh, God, just smash it to bits. That's all you need to do if you think the doll is moving. I'm not, I just wasn't really that bothered by the whole thing. Found it boring. I didn't think it was boring. I think you're a bit harsh on some things. (laughs) Shitty films being one of them. But it wasn't as good as the first one, I don't think. And I agree. What was good about the first one was that it was grounded in reality. And then actually what this, this again, spoiler, but what, what this film is saying is actually, no, it was actually the power of the doll all along that sent him crazy, sent the man in the walls crazy. I Which completely went against everything the first film had set up. And interestingly, I saw a review of it because obviously I Googled it to see when the, the film screening times were. Then my Google feed was clearly full of fucking stuff about the boy too. And uh, this reviewer was like, this is one of the only films I've ever seen that was so bad it destroyed all the credibility of the, of the first film. And I have to say, I, I just the first film was definitely much better, and the first film was not fucking great. No, the first film was 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 alright. I thought the one thing I did like about this film was the opening scenes. So when they're before the doll gets introduced, I actually thought that was quite a interesting thing to do with the home invasion and where the trauma comes from. It set the seed in a lot of trauma, which I, yeah, that was clever. That was interesting. I enjoyed it as a, as, as a, as a precedent for the rest of the film. I just want to (laughs) make a point of telling everybody that Dan has just stripped from the waist up and I, it's not that hot. You're so so dramatic. It's It's all that talk about dolls. Getting you all worked up. So, yeah, I've uh, but that again was ruined by the presence of the father, who just was too odd. He was a very odd character. I just, yeah, I just found and I, another spoiler alert: they do smash the doll up, and inside the doll is this terribly CGI'd sort of Voldemorty type demony thing. And you know what? I said this when I was driving home. If I smashed the doll up, and that that was the best you could come up with. Like, surely you'd think if you smashed the doll up to make it really frightening, it would release some sort of entity that wasn't quite palpable. But no, they smashed the doll up and inside it is Voldemort for some reason. Uh, oh, it's just very, it's I just was very, very mixed around that scene because I was so happy that finally someone had taken some steps with one of these haunted dolls to smash it to shit. I agree, yeah. 
And then should have done it an hour previously. Was completely disappointed that as soon as they saw the black thing, they didn't just keep going. Yeah, why would you <laughs> stop? Just keep smashing, bam, 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 and then yeeted it into the fire. Done. Yeah, job done. Okay, so Matt pointed me in the direction. I know I keep referencing him, but he pointed me in the direction of a podcast called Boo Crew. Okay, and they had and the first episode that I listened to of them was with the director of Brahms. Okay, interesting. Uh, and the writer, and he's actually obviously wrote the first boy film, but he also wrote The Devil Inside and a film called Stay Alive and one called Where as well. He's he's an okay writer. It was very positive about the boy and everything, but I did learn some interesting facts. Would you like to hear them? Go. So they had three dolls. So there's three of those dolls in existence. Yeah. There's a carryable one. So it's light, so that okay, the that actors makes sense, can carry yeah. it around. There's an animatronic one, and then there's just a regular one. Okay. Okay, so three dolls. None of them were haunted. That's from the director. He okay. pretty much said that if they were haunted, he wouldn't have carried on. Um, and you know the eyes of the doll? This is the most interesting fact. The eyes of Brahms are actually eye, glass eyes that they give to humans. So oh. he ordered them from the glass eye company because he wanted them to look as... As human as possible. Yeah. So they're actually glass okay, eyes. Okay, that's a cool... That yeah. I mean, that is that is cool. I'll give you that. And... Okay. He has pictures of Robert the Dole up in his office. Don't know why you do that, but he does. Probably should score it. So what would you score it out of five? For all those bingo players out there, three stars. I'm going to score it a two. Oh, see? So it's not 9% worth of film, is it? I, I was very hesitant about that two, though. Maybe it was a one. I don't know because actually I had just eaten a load of Nando's, so I was quite. <laughs> so you're quite content. Anyway. I was quite full and content <laughs> when I went to see the film. So I don't know if it was a true reflection of how I felt about it. I just, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. To be perfectly honest, somebody left us a review this week that was very positive until they got to the fact that we um, apparently need to have a lot to learn about film reviews. And um, yeah, I agree because I, my, I judge a film based on whether or not I fall asleep. I solely it. judge a film based on the movie poster they put out in cinemas. Or whether or not there's dolls in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still can't believe you took me to see that in the cinema. Happy date night. I mean, that was at least a, an evening and a night that I was troubled by that film and it wasn't even scary. These are the things that we do for the podcast. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So our story this week. This week, on account of 
the fact that we saw Brahms 2. We are going to be talking about probably tied for the most famous haunted doll in existence, which is the gorgeous Robert the Doll. No. Are you ready? No, no, no. Why are you doing this to me again? I'm trying to tie in my films with the theme for the episode each week. But we week. did a doll like two weeks ago. I know, when we're going to do another doll, babe. I need to not say that sentence ever again. But <laughs> we're going to talk about another doll and we're going to talk about Robert the Doll. You would not believe the amount of messages I've gotten in the last year being like, have you heard of Robert the Doll? I think you should do an episode. Well, here you are, people. Oh, I don't. Thanks. Is there any way I can just get Bim and put her on my seat in front of the mic and just go somewhere else for a bit? I would spot the difference, I think. Oh, okay. After a while. Okay. After a lot of silence, okay. I would I would begin to wonder. Oh. Robert Eugene Otto was his grandfather's pride and joy. He would be sure to bring him gifts from each and every place he visited. And Robert Eugene, affectionately known as Jean, got plenty of gifts. One fateful trip to Germany, Jean's grandfather was on the hunt for the most perfect gift for his special boy. He wanted something perfect, something unusual, something that Jean would never want to be parted with, something he would never forget. And he found it. The doll stood at 40 inches tall and was created by the Stife Bear Company, most likely to be part of a window display. He was stuffed with wood wool known as Excelsior. He is dressed in a sailor suit and once bore painted features not unlike those of a jester. His face was only vaguely human. His nub of a nose looked like a pair of pinholes. His eyes were beady and black. He wore a malevolent smirk. Clasped in his lap, he was holding his own toy, a dog with garish popping eyes and a too big tongue lolling crazily out of its mouth. Robert was most likely never intended to be sold as a toy. A Stife historian said that Robert was probably part of a set for a window display of clowns or jesters. Jean fell in love with the doll the moment he clapped eyes on him. He named him Robert, and the two became inseparable. When a child loves a toy to that degree, it is a situation that in its infancy is a joy to watch. Most adults envy the ability of a child to glean so much happiness from an inanimate object. The worries only really arise when the object seems somewhat less inanimate than previously suspected. Because Robert began to misbehave. Items would be moved around the house or go missing altogether. And Jean would steadfastly claim innocence, always stating, But it wasn't me, it was Robert. Initially, the adults laughed it off, but soon they began to notice strange things too. Robert would move from room to room, and his facial expressions began to change. When Jean grew up, he was described as an eccentric artist, and lived in a mansion that became known as the Artist House. Jean continued to treat Robert as though he were not only real, but also an extension of himself. He spoke to and about Robert as though he was a real child. Children in the local area stayed away from the artist house. Robert would sit perched in a window and the local children swore that they would see Robert move, disappear from one window and reappear in another. Jean died in 1974 
and the house was purchased by Myrtle Router. She became caretaker of not only the estate, but of Robert. Myrtle and others who visited the home would hear giggling and footsteps running in the attic of the home. Myrtle swore that Robert would move from room to room. A plumber heard giggling and turned to find the doll had moved across the room on his own. Solaris Hill reporter Malcolm Ross visited Robert and said, It was like a metal bar running down my back. At first when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished. It was as if he was asking himself, Who are these people in my room and what are they going to do to me? Ross's friend told him Robert's backstory and pointed out the children's furniture. It was at this point Malcolm noticed the change in the doll's expression, as if he was following the conversation. One of the men made a comment about what an old fool Jean Otto must have been. And Robert's expression changed to one of malevolent disdain. There was definitely some kind of intelligence there. The doll was listening to us, Ross later claimed. In 1994, Myrtle donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum, claiming that he moved around her house on his own and was definitely haunted. Myrtle died a few months later, but Robert remained active. Museum staff noticed a shift of energies at the Fort East Martello Museum. Though Robert was not initially on display, he started receiving visitors as word spread about his new residence. Once he was put on exhibit, cameras and electronic devices malfunctioned in his presence, and soon letters began arriving addressed to the doll offering apologies for disrespectful behaviour or asking forgiveness. Letters continued to arrive daily. Ghost hunters, TV shows, psychics, sceptics and believers visit Robert on a regular basis to witness firsthand the strange stories they have heard. Is Robert cursed by voodoo? Is he thriving on the energy placed upon him? Is he a misunderstood doll with a playful spirit? Or is he just a doll joined by the spirit of his lifelong companion? What is wrong with people? Like, this doll is moving around your house and instead of just getting rid of it, you donate it to a museum. Right, it's made, it said at the beginning, it's made of like wicker and straw. That thing would go up in an instant. Have a bonfire, burn it outside, job done. Why are we keeping these things? Why is anybody keeping haunted dolls? Zach Bagans, burn them all. Get rid of your haunted dolls. If you have a haunted doll, throw it away. If your toys are haunted, get rid of them, melt them. I'm not having it, it's pointless. (laughs) Why do these things still in existence? Why do people keep these things? Are you finished? Yeah. So do you think Robert the doll is a real haunted doll? Yes. Why? Because he's, some things just are, <laughs> right? I oh, I think Robert in many ways freaks me out more than Annabelle. Oh, interesting. Why? Because he's almost like a, for want of a better word, there's almost like a cult following around him. Like, like Annabelle is just like, oh yeah, she's evil, blah, blah, blah. And like, obviously hate her, don't want to go anywhere near her, definitely never want to meet her, get it, needs to be locked up, needs to be destroyed, really. But people are like writing letters apologising to a doll. So, the, interestingly, the research today came from the Robert the Doll website, which is robertthedoll.org, but also atlasobscura.com, and they interviewed the woman, the curator of the museum where Robert is now, 
And she was saying that people send gifts to Robert all of the time. Like they send sweets, they send chocolate, they send like all sorts of things. He gets around three letters every single day. And she writes back, <laughs> pretending to be him. If I got a, oh my. <laughs> she does it because she said the kids write to him all the no, time. Why are you taking your kids to see this thing? What is wrong with people? Oh my god. <laughs> There's like rules around them as well, right? Yeah, you have to ask his permission before you can take a picture of him. Because apparently cameras malfunction if you don't blah 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 shite. And there's people who have it's like... It's not shy. There was people... There are people who have said Robert the Doll was responsible for my divorce. Robert the Doll was responsible for a car crash that I had on the way home. Blah, 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 blah. Probably, most likely, the responsibility for that person's divorce falls upon their complete belief that this haunted doll has the capacity to cause a divorce. Because it doesn't. Because it's not haunted. Because this situation is ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. But we have no evidence that there was anything wrong, in inverted commas, with this doll. No evidence whatsoever. I mean, there's like... Is he in a cage now? Is he's, in a cage. Gla- he's in a glass case. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, he's in a case. But there's like... Some people believe that the doll was given to his grandfather as a means of like some sort of apology or a payment... There's other people who believe that the doll had um, some sort of voodoo stuff going on with it. Uh, none of which I believe. Because what? I just don't think it's true. I think it's an, uh, a legend that grew up in a small town and that has grown legs, as I always say. And that is how we have the legend of Robert the Doll. And if you're a museum curator and people are spending whatever, a couple of dollars to get into your museum, I would be absolutely perpetuating this story pushing it out there so people spend money to come to your museum I'm not having that and fundamentally I mean he's 111 years old so fundamentally he is a historical artefact he is worthy of being in a museum he shouldn't have been sold because the, the stife people said that he should have been a display doll and nothing nothing more than that so he is a cute little part of historical artefact do I believe he's haunted? no do I believe he's particularly freaky looking? yeah I do would I be scared of him? No. Do we need to get you some sort of therapy for this I think fear of dolls? I think so. <laughs> um, I'm going to send Robert some post. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to send him a petrol bomb. <laughs> I just want to point out that was for a joke. I'm not actually going to do that just in case he does get petrol bombed at some point in the future. It's not me. It might yeah, be me. and loads of people die and then you'll be like, oh God, that really wasn't me. And everyone will know. Yeah. Everyone will think it was you. But why don't you think something can be attached to an object? I just think it's slightly ridiculous. I mean, dolls fall into that same category as clowns, don't they? With the whole, the uncanniness of their face is what freaks people out about them so much. Because as humans, yeah, well, I feel like there's a bit of that, a bit of that's got to do with like John Wayne Gacy and people as well, wasn't it? Like actual oh, clowns. clowns yeah, I mean, John Wayne Gacy did not do much for the name of clowns really Mm. nor did the joker for Mm. that matter Mm. you know so but it's that whole i I read some research about why people are frightened of dolls and apparently it is to do with their frozen facial expressions that as humans we struggle to accept something who who that things that don't show emotion um and that uh, that are supposed to be representative of humans so it's kind of like 
like a evolutionary thing that we just don't really trust them. So I get it. Like I get why people are frightened of clowns and or dolls. But I don't understand. But clowns are loads of emotion. But their faces are painted. Yeah, but the whole gimmick is about emotion, isn't it? Like about laughing and making jokes and throwing custard pies. Yeah, but they permanently have a painted smile on their face. Ah, uh, see. That's the point. So it's a fixed emotion. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I just don't. I just think the whole thing is a little bit pointless. But what about cursed objects? Oh, I'm just not really bothered with it. But like voodoo dolls. Can't really be arsed. Well, to be fair, I don't know much about voodoo, so I can't comment. We are going to do a voodoo episode soon, by the way. But I just need to do loads of research because I don't want to do. I don't want to do voodoo and injustice by talking about it in in the way of stereotypes. Because I don't really know anything We're about it. We're talking about Robert the Dole and doing him an injustice. You're going to have to write a letter of apology now if you want this podcast equipment to carry on working. I'm not going to write my letter of apology. And, and apparently we're already now. cursed. Because my aunt texted me this week and said, can you do me a favour please and sage your house and sage your podcast equipment? And I was like, okay. She doesn't listen to the podcast. But I was like, I'm okay, I haven't done it. And then we've had some experiences in the house. But we're not going to talk about it because we're not going to give it attention. Until I decide that we're going to do a whole <laughs> yeah. episode about it. <laughs> and then Dan gets possessed. Oh, and so on and so forth. I just can't re- just disrespect him, Robert. But just to let everybody know, you can get replicas of Robert the doll. And Dan's birthday no, in July. No, Don't. Why would you tell people to do that? We. I am every day. You go, Every time you go to the PO, PO box, I am doing a little jig to the heavens. Thanking that nobody so far has sent me a haunted doll. Or a doll of any description. Or anything mildly freaky. Why would you encourage that behaviour? It's only a matter of time. No, don't say things like that. I won't be able to handle it. I'll move out. I won't. <laughs> would you like some new reviews to make you feel a bit better? Yeah. Are you okay? You seem no. really annoyed at me. Yeah, I'm not annoyed with you. I just don't like the Robert story. I don't like how you're just being so flippant about it. I just can't get you. He's not going to come and get me. And I just don't. I just don't feel like it's that threatening. It's, it's a doll that moves. Well, it's like you said, you could just set it on fire. It's, it's not a big deal. cult around him. I mean, the weird cult that grew up around him is strange. I'll give you that. But I'm not that What bothered. if he's indoctrinating children? It... <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what he writes back in those letters. I mean, I'm sure the woman who is writing the letters back on his behalf knows what she puts in them. But what is she writing, though? Because if they're writing to apologise to him, she like... Thank you for your apology. He would have regretted not doing it or something like that. Like, what is she writing back? Like, how do you make that sense? Thank you for your apology, but it's not accepted. <laughs> In order to appease me, you must do this, make whatever it is. Make a blood sacrifice. Yeah, make a blood sacrifice. <laughs> and the parents are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, see, indoctrinating children. You don't know. It's a powerful doll. Even if it's not real, it's still powerful. It's weird. Our first review comes from... Jenny6522, and it is entitled A Stumble But A Good One. I listen all day every day at work to podcasts and true crime and paranormal are my thing. You make me laugh out loud like an idiot with headphones in and you cover new topics that can get repetitive across the genres. A good move with listener stories. You're well worth my time and I've binged the lot in a week. Keep them coming. Similar to this paranormal life and red-handed in the UK. I've never listened to red-handed. 
actually. That Is was it red-handed me. or red-handed in the UK? Oh, maybe it's red-handed in the UK. I don't no, know. <laughs> I don't know. And the second one is... Thanks, Jenny. Hayley B. NYC. Engaging and unpretentious fun. It can be really hard to find podcasts about the supernatural where the hosts don't seem insane or like they take themselves too seriously. Only a few episodes in and I'm really enjoying the dynamic between the hosts and heard some brand new stories about Blackout Keys. Blackout Keys? Blackout Keys. <laughs> Blackout Bees. <laughs> Blackout Keys. Such a terrifying idea, real or not. Thank you for your work. And finally, from Leslie Deverhart. Thanks, Hayley. Or Leslie D. Everhart. I don't know which one it is. Ghost story enthusiast. New listener and I'm hooked. I've never seen a ghost, but I'm fascinated by people who say that they have. This is a really enjoyable podcast. They pick good themes, good stories, and in, and are endearing hosts. Why, thank you all so much for your reviews. We love you. Thanks, Leslie. If you are an Apple podcast listener, can you please go and leave us a review? That would make us really happy. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, there are a million and one things that you can do to support us. First things first, you could join us on Instagram at Real Life Ghost Stories. And you could join Dan on Instagram. At 50B Movie Club. You can follow us on Twitter. At Real Ghost Pod. You can join us on Facebook, Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast. Leave us a little like and a review. And you can join our supergroup, RLGS Supergroup, where the answer to the question is... Emma and Dan and Tiny Bims. If you you can send us your stories to real life ghost stories podcast at gmail.com. And you can also support us on Patreon. If you've got a little spare cash money, you can support us on patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month, you get a whole extra episode a week. And for $2 a month, Dan, what do you get? You get an episode of 50p Movie Club, which is my podcast with Dave Keane, formerly with Will, where we watch a really bad movie and we talk about it. Thanks. Is that right? Brilliant. <laughs> Stunning. And on that note, we shall see you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.